The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. Base, it's soup base. Well, in this case, that's absolutely appropriate because our guest in the kitchen, uh, Dominic Borman, Dom Borman, is uh, here with us today in the studio with homemade beef barley soup, which is made a little differently than the way you make beef barley soup. And something I, I'm not sure I've ever had this before, which is interesting because I'm old and I have never, ever said no thank you to anything especially if I get to, you know, taste it for the first time, dill pickle pasta salad. Wow. Hey, good morning. How the heck are you, buddy? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm good. Hanging in there, you know, a little at a time. Trying to figure out why crazy people are crazy and why some of those crazy people are in charge of stuff. But uh, other than that, you know, same old, same old. How's biz over pleasing seasoning? Very busy. Is it? Uh, We just come out with three new rubs. Oh, really? Yeah, we've had to request for rubs for... A long time. Awesome. Like once a week, somebody was coming in asking for rubs, and, and basically a rub is just a seasoning anyways. Right. So when we say we got 35 different seasonings rubs, you yeah. use, then they say, well, it doesn't say rub on there. <laughs> so I went to the drawing board and, and uh, come up with three. One's a, a chicken and pork, and then we have a sweet chicken and pork, and then a mm. beef. And the difference between that uh, 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 beef rub and... Seasoning over here on the shelf. You, you are you back? To, you said back to the drawing board. So you're scientifically mixing and tasting. I and like to. Well, I like to figure out. Okay, what's good on beef? You want beef to be hearty. You sure. Want beef to be, you know, with, with, with a lot more. Um, I guess, on the herb side of things. Yeah. And then uh, for the chicken and pork ones, I did more on the. Um, I guess paprika and, and um, you know, salt and garlic. You know, the basic. Sure. We start with some base and then go from there. I'm curious because uh, I, I have a, only a couple of people, you being one of them, Jim Bressy from Quick Trip is another, who makes whatever they make, you know, in gigantic vats. So when we, I tease them about, hey, you've got a new soup out. Yeah, we had a test batch the other day. 500 gallons yeah. is a test batch. So they're doing it a little bit bigger than you. But when you're in the test kitchen, when you're inventing uh, a beef rub or a pork rub, how much when when you're how much do you make as a test? Maybe 2 pounds, 3 two pounds, pounds, not even. Uh I'll use tablespoons a lot of times. Yeah. Okay, so then when you get that down in amount that is uh, one of your big canisters, I assume. So I've got a pound of seasoning, and this this is awesome. How do you upscale it from one pound for one container to a lot of pounds and a lot of containers? Because you can't just do math. I mean, it's not just a matter of. Mm, it's it's pretty simple math. I, I would is think. it? So it's you know if you got a tablespoon and a half, and I want to up it to cups, then I'll do a cup and a half. Right, four and so and so that five hundred pounds of beef rub 
tastes exactly the same as your test beef rub that was one pound a few months back. Yes, yeah. in theory. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the I've goal. Never, I've never had. A never had anybody say it, this so. doesn't taste anything like right. the other one at all. It's yeah. never been wrong. And fortunately, I got I got a lot of friends that do a lot of smoking and cooking, and I'll just try this. Try yep, this. Give this yeah. to them. Here, here we go. I can remember your mom and dad shooting me the the uh, Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're experimenting with Bloody Mary. Try this. You drink Bloody Marys. I hear you talking about it all the time. Try this, man. It was excellent. We just made eighty Bloody Marys the other day. Um, out at the campground, there was an event, and oh, <laughs> eighty Bloody Marys! Wow, but they all went good. Cool. Everybody loved them. Yeah, well, and that's the way it is. A pleasing, seasoning Bloody Mary is an excellent Bloody Mary. Very simple. Very yeah. simple. All right, we'll do it. If it's very simple, then make me a a pleasing Bloody. Oh, you haven't seen a commercial? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, everybody, refer back to TV. No, or, you take a take your glass, you know, fill it with ice. Yeah. Take a spoonful of Bloody Mary mix and, and you know, your vodka, uh, a little bit of Worcestershire, and uh, fill it up with tomato juice. Right. You're done. That's all there is to it. I'll tell you what, it's delish. I love that seasoning. Use it all the time. It saves from putting that big giant container of whatever mix in the back of the fridge that you only yeah. use half of it. Right. And it sits back there. And yeah, taking forever. Up your Bloody Mary, your dry Bloody Mary mix and uh, another one that I really like is Dell's. Uh, mm-hmm. Dell's Bar downtown, they have oh, yeah. a Bloody Mary. They have a dry seasoning oh, do they? that's also pretty tasty, the two of you. Yeah. Well, and they used to, maybe they still do, I don't know, back when COVID was was, <laughs> a, was a real, real thing and they were closed. They were selling Bloodies out the back door. Oh, so you right. could go there yeah. and bu- buy, uh, you know, a Bloody Mary package. Right. Uh, and it even came with a couple of beers, so... Uh, you know, the vodka, the all the stuff in a bag and a beer shooter. And uh, so I had some of that seasoning. Man, that's good stuff. Makes a little little bit difference of an off-sale, off-sale liquor price. Yes, it does. <laughs> but anything to help keep their doors open, same Absolutely. deal with you guys. Uh, if it gets to the point where I can't go into the store to buy pleasing and my favorite seasoning is not on the shelf at the grocery store we'll make it work then i'll knock on i'll stand right there that guy's not going away mom who is that he won't go away we never oh sh- that's hazy he never shut down we closed the doors for a little bit but it was one of those yeah call us up we'll get it out to you yeah well, that's cool good to hear we're done with that all right so uh where do you want to start you want to do beef barley soup yeah or dill pickle pot okay beef we'll start barley with the, soup. we'll start with the hard one because this is the one that uh my wife does, and I asked her to do it for for today. Oh. Um, it's a homemade beef barley soup. The bad thing about it is you can't have enough. I did four <laughs> four bowls of it the first time, and then yeah, I had it for three days, enough. three days of leftovers, and I I couldn't get enough of it. Had to do it again, do it again, so do good. it again. But I mean, the ingredients. Um, Going to go through it pretty quick here. Okay. So, one stick of butter, one onion chopped, one garlic clove minced, two carrots sliced, one stalk of celery sliced, two cups cooked beef, and, and I'll explain that. Talk a about that bit. Yeah, later. Um, six cups reduced sodium beef broth, one can petite diced tomatoes, uh, undrained, uh, half a green pepper diced, two-thirds cup of barley, one tablespoon of Worcestershire, one quarter a quarter teaspoon of dried thyme, two beef bouillon cubes, one bay leaf, two tablespoons of fresh parsley, um, or 
two teaspoons of dry parsley. Um, salt and pepper, pepper, please name to taste. And then one to two tablespoons of beef and more, please name. Okay, so wait a minute. Dried parsley, uh, uh, two tablespoons of fresh parsley or two teaspoons of dried parsley, salt and pepper, pepper. Okay, so regular salt and seasoning, uh, pleasings, pepper, pepper. Yeah, the pepper pepper that we yeah. have is just a larger grain of, of, of pepper. Oh, is it? So oh, it's okay. a little stronger. It's a um, it's like kosher pepper. I don't it know. It covers a palate a lot How's better than, okay. a, than it's tiny. Cool. And what is beef and more? Beef and more. Never heard of that. Um, I worked on that for about three years. Come out on the market about a year ago, maybe. Is that one of yours? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Beef and more. A yeah. pleasing seasoning. Right. Okay. So so we kind of try to keep things simple. You know, we got the sure. we got the pork please name, we got the chicken please name, we got steak please name, we got right. beef and more please name, you know. Right. <laughs> we don't like to come out with big giant names that nobody knows what it's for. Simple. Well, and you know what? I as often as not I've mentioned it a hundred times. I don't cook a lot of Greek at my house, Greek food. Yeah. But your Greek pleasing is one of my favorites. You're faves. looking for a Greek seasoning. We oh, got that, man. an Italian seasoning. Well, and it's just delicious. You know, I bought it the first time because Greek seasoning, huh, I wonder what that tastes like. Right. I don't think I've used it on anything Greek since then. It's delicious. On chicken and I do a lot of roast hamburgers. With it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, sorry. Yeah. That's so, the list of ingredients. Now let's right. make it. So the beef is the, <clears throat> excuse me. The beef is the key to this one because the other way of doing it, you know, you, you fry the beef up on it so you cube up. Sure. The, what is it? Does she even say how much beef is on here? Uh, no, those of, are all the two ingredients. Two cups of cooked beef. Oh, that so is. She just, takes okay. her, uh, what kind of roast does she take? Like a chuck roast? Yep. And cube it up. And then instead of frying it on a fry pan and, and, and tossing it in the, in the soup, She'll take it, she'll brown it, not cook it all the way through. Um, she'll brown it on, on the stove with, you know, onion and, and half a stick of butter yep. and garlic and a beef and more. And then after it's browned, place it in the oven covered for two hours at 250 degrees. Oh, low and slow here. And it melts. Really? Every bite just melts right in your mouth. Um, and then it's add remaining ingredients, bring to a boil, reduce the heat, simmer and cover for about 40 to 50 minutes or until the barley is cooked and the barley cooked is kind of like a noodle i guess yeah 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 Yeah, it's almost like what are those little round orzo orzo it's kind of like got that kind of texture sure Uh, make sure you remove the bay leaf and serve so Mm, i can hardly it smells delicious yes it smells delicious it is very good awesome how and you this makes how much does this make um A crock pot full? A crock pot full. Okay. A big. I don't have any beef bullion cubes. Can I use, uh, you use six cups of reduced sodium beef broth. I have been using a a stock, beef stock, chicken stock, vegetable stock, a soup stock, because there's less salt in it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, That's okay. That'll work. Okay. And a bay leaf. Yeah. All, All. all pleasing is low in sodium, but we don't always eat the healthiest. Right. Well, that you know, he, that's okay. And I like the fact that, in fact, I talk to uh, bakers all the time about this. This recipe says whatever, certain amount of uh, unsalted butter, and then later on, 
two teaspoons of salt. Right. So take away uh, the teaspoon so of salt. Yeah, leave, <laughs> use salted butter and leave out the teaspoon of salt. Yeah, it's just a matter of control. Okay, well, if it doesn't matter, if it isn't going to change the size of the loaf or the overall flavor of the thing, uh, I'll probably just use whatever I have on hand. Oh, absolutely. Because it's hard for me to keep track of salted butter and unsalted butter in my freezer. And, and she cooks a lot like I do. She doesn't really measure anything. So if it says two cups of cooked beef, there, there might be three Ish. cups in there. Right. Ish. Right. So, well, and, you know, it depends <laughs> the on size how, of the, the size of I was just going to say, the size of your roast. What are you going to do with the rest of the roast? Oh, I don't know. Add it. Yeah. Put it in. Oh, yeah. Put it in. A little testing yeah. for the uh, chef. Gonna make sure that it's proper. That tastes good. Oh, that's gonna be really good in the soup. Okay, let it sit and uh, and kaboom, you got more and you got more. Yep, you got more. She just texted me. She must be listening uh, that, about the bouillon cubes. Oh, I'm assuming. Oh, you want to double check that in no, case we move on and make nope. a mistake? Do we do something it. wrong, honey? I'm sorry. I didn't, <laughs> didn't you mean can to. just replace it if you need to. Uh, you know, only because uh, unless I write it down on the grocery list. And then what am I going to do with the rest of the bullion cubes that are right. in my cupboard? I, you know, the, the soup stock I keep in the refrigerator, and I always have it on hand. Yeah. Those, some of those things that I've always got black olives and green olives. I've always got black beans. always got refried beans. always got tomatoes in a wide variety of diced or minced or, or whole, you know, on the, on the shelf. A few of those things and soup stock in the refrigerator. In case I want to do something. Because later on, and I, I have a, a good friend who has, are you ready for this? She's not allergic. A potato intolerance. Intolerance. If she eats anything potato, even a French fry or a baked potato, tomorrow she'll barely be able to move her fingers. Oh, goodness. They're, the knuckle, you know, the joints and so forth. Walking is painful. And, and so, and it's potatoes. And then we discovered how many things have essence of potato in them, like uh, uh, enriched flour has potato and lots and lots of uh, ingredients that are uh, riboflavin and niacin and all kinds of things that are put into food to make them healthier uh, have potato in them and make them not healthy. Or have a checklist next month. I can't have that. Yeah. I wake up in the morning. I've got the list memorized at this point, but I had it in my pocket when I went grocery shopping because, wow, it's really difficult to stay away from anything potato and still have tasty i've i've had people come in and say they're allergic to garlic really and oh. try to find foods that don't have, don't have garlic. garlic yeah man if yeah. i had a hard time finding any any pleasing form that didn't have any garlic it had zero garlic in it yeah that's tough you try to use garlic without anything cooking you know you got even sauces spaghetti sauces or, or pizza sauces or yeah, allergic to garlic, man. That's that's tough. I understand have you know if you're a, a lactose intolerant, that's one thing. But when you're downright allergic and yeah. you know you're gonna blow up or be sick or you know whatever, that's uh, that's really tough. Yeah. Can you tell? I'm not allergic to anything. <laughs> no, there is nothing on my list that says don't eat that. Most of my list says don't eat any more. Not a whole lot eat, on my you list. You gotta eat I a won't. little less of that. Uh, obviously, I don't work as hard. I as eat you. food. I mean, I do too. That's my diet. The seafood diet. Seafood, eat. Try not to make as much, so I have less tempting. Uh, uh, I'm not as tempted to go back in for seconds or thirds or, uh, you know, at one point I could make a dinner and it would be 
enough for four or enough for six. And just every day later in the week, it would be I turn it into something else. Right. The soup, because the soup is delicious just like this. What's it going to be tomorrow? Okay, maybe soup for lunch. Dinner, soup for dinner, soup for lunch. I can't do soup for dinner and soup for dinner and soup for dinner. I get, So it's going to change a lot a of times, bit. too, you go to the store and they have packs of four. Well, our family is four. Do you get a second pack just so you have leftovers? Yeah. Yeah. Or do you just pick out something different for dinner the next night? Oh. That's no fun. My kids don't eat leftovers. They eat at school. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, and if your kids are young enough, they look at it and say, what's this, Dad? It looks like that weird noodle thing that what did you call that the or i don't like orzo it's not orzo yes it is i'm not eating it okay then you're gonna be hungry my dad used my dad implemented the or my mom actually started then my dad was instructed you will follow this path honey uh i made because my mom would say does it say short order cook up here Mm -hmm. above my eyebrows uh no okay well good because i'm not this is what we're having for dinner i don't make things for dinner that i know you're not going to like I do make things for dinner that maybe you haven't tasted before. Oh, that's just you it. will have a no thank you bite, and if you decide after you have a bite you don't like it, say no thank you, and I'll try really hard to remember to never make it again. However, just looking at it and deciding, I don't think I like that. Uh, that's not that's not op- the option. Well, now I'm hungry. What am I? I don't like this. Can I, be I have done my now? no thank you peanut butter sandwich. Can I be done now? Half an hour later, I'm hungry. Yeah, go to bed. <gasps> have a big glass of water. Peanut butter sandwich, because there's no dinner. Once you get up from the dinner table at my house, mom and dad said, this is dinner. Dinner hour, there's all five of us. We're having dinner. You want to not have dinner? Okay, well, if you get up from the table, you're done. No more food until breakfast. Uh, If you want some dinner now, peanut butter sandwich or what mom made, which includes, you know, whatever, orzo, uh, a noodle that you don't recognize. You're going to eat it or you're going to have peanut butter sandwich. That's it. You're so mean. Well, you know. Though you want to start a real argument, tell you when your dad, your dad or your mom says there are starving children in China, you will eat this food and remember <laughs> that you have some. And my sister, we should send this food to China. <laughs> oh baby, that was worst thing a person could say to my dad. Uh, that was and that what's the uh, dot 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 and then the argument started. Yeah, yeah. All right, a little business and we'll be back. Uh, Dom Borman from Pleasing Seasoning, our guest in the kitchen. Uh, while we're doing this, I'm going to go have some homemade beef barley soup. Weird. Normally, I uh, hear the phone make a click and a clack, and then I know I can talk. So, and then uh, that Bavarian brat burgers on the bottom. Oh, oh yeah. Have you ever had our Bavarian? I don't think so. I just take that and, and pork, mix it together, and throw it on the grill. It tastes like a brat. Really? Yeah. And I figured this time of year. Uh, by the way, uh, what I should go back on the uh, on the internal uh, phone and tell everybody the beef barley soup is horrible. Never mind. Horrible. So that I can eat the rest of it. Because you're right, man. This is good. This is good. That homemade beef barley soup. And uh, do you have? Do you keep copies of these recipes at the store? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'll keep a couple of them here at the radio building. Uh, and if you, uh, if it's easier for you to get by a pleasing seasoning, their, their shop is directly across the street from the uh, theater, Ward Avenue uh, Theater. Correct. So you can stop there and ask Dom for a copy or uh, his mom. Yeah, because that was a pretty, 
It's not one you can memorize. No. That, yeah, there's a little more to that one than, than is memorized. Man, that is, this soup is really good. Daddy likes it. The carrots are just right. Oh, man. Yeah, she actually made it last night. I, well, she didn't wake up at whatever this morning to make it. But. Oh, well, give her a big hug from me. Because uh, that's seriously good stuff. All right, tell me about, I don't think I've ever even had dill pickle pasta salad. So I absolutely love cold pasta salads. Me too, I do too. And I love dill pickles. And yeah, so I A was real pickle. thumbing through the interwebs and ran across a dill pickle pasta salad. And I made it and it was, it was good. But there was a couple changes that I made on it. But but here's here's the ingredients. You know, it's one pound of shell pasta, one and a half cups. I do like two cups actually of the sliced baby dill pickles. Mm-hmm. Um, slice them so they're like the circles, you know, small little. Oh sure. Circles, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't have this. I'm yeah. I'm eating my dinner one one bowl at a time. You don't <laughs> slice it the long way. You slice it the short way. Okay, so make little rings. Right, right, and then. One eight-ounce package of the mozzarella pearls. Oh, okay. Um, yep. One small onion diced, and then a half to an ounce of fresh dill. So this is where my non-measuring measuring comes in. I just buy the fresh dill, cut the stems off, chop it up, and throw it in. It could be two <clears throat> tablespoons, could be... You just use it all. Yeah. I Buy some fresh in a little package. Or else it's going to sit in a fridge. At the grocery store, chop yes. it up, use it all. Yes. And then I yeah, have... you, you would not be the first. You've done it already, obviously. <laughs> uh, so have I. Ended up with, oh, what's this? Oh, man, that's the dill I used three weeks ago. Yeah. Guess it's time to throw that away. And it doesn't keep very long. No, it doesn't. So then a half a cup of pickle juice. Oh. Um, but then the dressing itself is... It's actually a 12 ounce, 12 ounce, 12 to 15 ounces of, of mayonnaise, um, an eight ounce sour cream, a tablespoon, a heaping tablespoon of beef and more pleasing, and then two thirds cup of pickle juice. So, yeah, it boiled. What's well, a good thing we're using a lot of pickles in this pasta <laughs> salad because they don't have any juice left after we're done making it. Right, so you boil the pasta until it's done. Uh, run it under cold water, stop cooking it. Uh, then you toss it with uh, a half a cup of pickle juice. Okay. And let that sit for about five minutes. Okay. Um, you'll drain that and discard the pickle juice that was in there. Then you combine all the ingredients um, in a small bowl and mix well. So, yeah, I mean... I use the mozzarella pearls. This is where I did it differently. The, the original recipe that I saw asked for cheddar, you know, block, oh, you know, uh-huh. cut it up in a little block, Shred it, little yeah, cubes or whatever. Yeah. But as leftovers, any time I see or I have a, a cheese block and as leftovers, it always seems to get a little soggy around the edges. And it's just with the mozzarella pearls, I've, they're already they're soft to begin with. They're already soft and wet and soggy to begin with. So they, they hold well as, cool. as a leftover. Perfect. Perfect. Plus, every time you grab one of those pearls, you get a whole big bite of mozzarella pearl, and that's mm-hmm. delicious mm-hmm. cheese. Yeah. That is seriously good. That's all there is to it? Yeah, that's it. 
mean, that's a simple, it says, <laughs> I, I had to look it up the other day, and it says, oh, it's a, a five-minute prep, 20 minutes total. I'm going, that's crazy. Really? Five-minute wow. prep, that's, it takes me that long just to cut up all those little pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's working super fast, but I'm yes. never in that big a hurry. No, no. I mean, it took me it's about fun. a half an hour, 45 minutes last night. Well, you got to cook all the pasta and yeah. all the rest of that, so. Yeah. You That's can't do really, it that fast, but it's delish. This has got to be probably the sixth or seventh time I made it this summer. Somebody, really, somebody taught me a long time ago, I don't remember who, my dad maybe, uh, that when you make salads like this one, pasta salad or any kind of salad that's got sauce on it, uh, put it in the refrigerator to marinate, uh, and then right before you go to bed, if it's going to sit overnight, go into the refrigerator and turn the container upside down. <laughs> so the sauce, all your dressing... Right. Floats to the bottom while it, then you, overnight, you turn it upside down and it floats the other way around. Yeah. I've done that so you don't end up with pasta that doesn't have any sauce on it. Right. I've done that more more often with uh, olive oil-based uh, seasonings because the olive oil drip all the way to the right. bottom. Right. And uh, at the top then you just have, not dry, but uh, not very I suppose uh, any of creamy. Those, any of those salads that call for Italian dressing or yeah. stuff like that. Because yeah. they always... Collects it's, on the bottom. Yeah, then the, your last few bites are mostly Italian dressing and not as much flavor and vice versa at the top. So flip it upside down. Yeah. That'll work. All right, a little business. Got to check in with the guys in the newsroom so they can check in over here. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooking with Dominic Borman from Are there still pickles called midgets? Are you allowed to say that? I don't know. Just baby dills. Baby, baby dills. I just learned, I'm not piling on because she's a sweetheart. I love her a lot. I just learned that uh, someone we know that's related to someone in the studio doesn't like dill pickles. Wow, I did not know that. That's, uh, that's, that's. No, yeah, she always takes pickles off her hammer. Really? I huh. benefited. You know, yeah, yeah, there you go. It's interesting because I'm exactly the opposite, especially when I'm eating at a restaurant or a bloody. I like a pickle, not a dill cucumber. Right. I don't want it. I don't want it to look like or taste like or be soft and kind of mushy like a cucumber. It needs to be a pickle, like yes. a Vlasic, yes. a crunchy, you know, like the Minnesota Moms or whatever. You know, it's got to be one of or somebody's homemade pickles, a crunchy, delicious Makes your lips pucker, dill pickle, my absolute favorites. So I share the other ones with other people. <laughs> that person, that unnamed other person, is sharing hers with you. That's good for you. Want a bloody? Yep. Can I have your pickle? Yep. <laughs> okay. Sure. I don't know if she's. I can't remember if I ever gave her to beef barley soup. Oh. No, we gave my dad when he was at home, but. I have to make sure I have some leftovers for her. <laughs> I know she won't eat the dill pickle salad, so. Well, I'll uh, then maybe what I, that maybe that's what I'll do. I was standing over here thinking I gotta have seconds because they're both delicious. Which one? Well, maybe I'll have the dill pickle salad because oh I have because the soup is a better seller uh, when you get back to the shop. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more. Like oh, I there said, is. My wife made a double bag. Oh, she did. Oh, oh, she made some to keep and some for yes. sh sharing. Yes. Got it. Yes. Got it. Well, that is seriously good stuff. Uh, and and uh, Jim Dandy, who makes uh, some of the best turtles ever. If you're ever at the uh, – I see him. The, 
place I know I'll see him is at the Holiday Fair uh, at the Lacrosse Center. He uh, Jim Dandy's Candies. He makes dark chocolate turtles. He makes a bunch of different candies, but his dark chocolate turtles are gently push you out of the way for the last one. Oh, there's one left. Who's in front of me? That nice little old lady. Oh, you distract her while I sneak to the <laughs> front of the line and buy that last one because they're they are uh, that good. He called and said. Next time you do that, you make that pasta salad with so much pickle juice, put a little pickle juice in the water you're boiling the pasta in and see how that adjusts the flavor of uh, each of the pastas. Never even thought of that. I'm going to give that a try just because. And just put a little pasta, a little pickle juice in with your pasta and see. Because, you know, the only thing I ever put when I'm boiling pasta is a little salt. Yeah, I get yelled at for putting salt in there. You do? Oh, yeah. Because oh. I put too much. Well, maybe, but then you, if you're if you're dumping out the water <laughs> and if you're rinsing off the pasta, then then there's less. Unless she tastes the pasta and said, "This tastes like salty pasta, yeah. dear." Yeah. I get that. I get that. A little less salt in that regard. Otherwise, a little salt. In this case, maybe no salt and po- a pickle juice instead. Pickle juice. I get that try that kind one. of spicy whatever. Uh, uh, interesting that your Bavarian brat burger is one sentence. Yeah, it's pretty simple. So, <laughs> <laughs> one sentence, about as simple as it gets, buddy. So my my grandpa years ago, he must have had about five, six different brat seasonings. Yeah. Um, Quillins used the Bavarian in all of their Oktoberfest. Did brats. they? Oh. So once Quillins. I, they're still Change around. Up their but deal. Yeah, they're yeah. not around as much. As much, no. Um, we still had requests for it, and I said, "I'm only going to make it if you're going to buy 20 pounds of it." Because okay. sure, if it's a retail outlet, you got to right. buy a bunch. Um, but the request came so much that I said, "You know, why don't we just try it on the market, see how it does?" And it worked great. And so, do you make it all year round, or do you just make it, make it seasonally? Round. Do you all we year? Make it year round. Okay. Um, a lot of people make, you know, obviously their their sausages and brats with it. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a fancy brat maker, hot dog, you know, with the a stuffer. Yeah, stuffer. Yep. I don't have one of those. I would watching videos. I'd screw it up anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trying to stuff yep that uh, brat mixture into a casing, yeah. and you got to so, get the good casings. And I get it. I get it. That's an art. I took a pound of pork and a tablespoon of the Bavarian. It's Bavarian sausage pleasing is what it is. Okay. And so a pound of ground pork, a tablespoon of that, and I made it into patties like huh. you would a hamburger sure. or whatever. Brat patties are very popular. And I grilled them up, and it's like eating a brat. It's is it really? Amazing. Yes. Nothing to it. Yes. And that's, that was, did I go through <laughs> the sentence that was on it? Yeah, yeah. Mix well, make into burgers, grill, tastes like a brat. A pound simple. of pork, a pound of ground pork, and a tablespoon of Bavarian sausage pleasing. The hard thing is finding a pound of ground pork. Really? For for a while there, you go to a store, and they might have it in a small package that's in a half a pound. But they got Italian, you know, all their mixture of oh, sure. all over the place. But to find you want just, just plain, plain ground pork. Ground pork. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll try to notice that. that. That is... Well, it's interesting because I I do that kind of thing 
all the time. When I, uh, you know, I have ground venison, I'm going to mix it with ground pork, or I'm going to mix it with andouille sausage, or I can't find exactly what I'm looking for. So (laughs) I wonder if I'm going to change this recipe, and I haven't even finished buying all the ingredients yet. That's okay. So I mix it up a little bit. And then just try to remember if people say, this is good, too spicy uh, or not spicy enough or whatever, so I can adjust it uh, next time. But it isn't like the recipe uh, says. And a lot of times, you know, people, well, that's the same thing with our Italian. Our Italian, Pleasney, is actually, the the first name of it was Italian sausage, Pleasney. Oh. I just dropped it. Sure. It's as simple as a tablespoon per pound is is. Generally, what we go through. I mean, if is you it? like it a little yeah. bit spicier, then a little bit spicier. It's just yeah. like the Bloody Marys. If you like it spicier, add a little bit more. If you don't, use a little less. My mom used to use your, uh, 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 was it Frank's? Do you still have Frank's Private Blend? Frank's. Well, it's just Frank's Blend. Oh. A lot of these have changed oh. names. I, now I'm thinking about it. It was Frank's Private Blend, but okay. it's just Frank's Blend. But yeah, we still have it. Yeah, my mom used to put that on cottage cheese <laughs> and cheese could barely eat. And that was it. Cottage cheese. Frank's, and uh, stir it up, eat it, and it was delicious. Every time we have big meals, my mom would buy a big giant thing of lettuce, and and then it's, uh, you know, Frank's blend and and red wine vinegar. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Simple is delicious. And you got your salad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you start discovering that, you know, if you keep it simple, you're in great shape. That's the goal of everything that we do. I have kids. I have you know, we go out, we have camping seasonal site, and uh, we have lots of things to do. And sure. kids are running around, and, and everybody's driving around on golf carts and having fun. And I don't have time to sit there and do a thousand ingredients and yeah. babysit. And I get it. I do up a pork butt, throw it in the smoker, and let it go for eight hours. Call it good. Come back, Six sprinkle hours. it with stuff. Yeah. Eat. Yeah. On a bun. Yep. Get your buns out, get your chips out, you know, dill pickle salad out. <laughs> that I made the night before, so I don't have to sit around good. and do it. Yeah. yeah, that's the way to go. Keeping it simple, especially I don't know. I was going to say especially in the summer, but even in the winter, I guess I have a little more time in the winter because I'm going to spend all day Sunday, most likely doing nothing, doing nothing, or you know, just cooking. I'll be uh, excuse me. I got the hiccups from eating that pasta salad before anybody else came and ate the last of it. Uh, Spend Saturday, or maybe Saturday evening, perusing recipes. Because mm-hmm. I've got, if I'll, I'll go downstairs in the freezer and say, oh, look, I've got a pork butt, or I've got this chuck roast, or what I've got, whatever I've got. Now, what am I going to go upstairs, fire up the computer, and find a recipe that uses that protein as a main ingredient? Yeah. Look at three or four different recipes, and uh, put them all together based on whatever grabs my tongue when I'm reading. And then just remember to take out the pork butt or right. whatever out of the freezer. Oh, yeah, no, no, when I'm down there looking, what have I got? Open the freezer up, look around, what have I got? Oh, look, there's a pork butt. Grab it. Take it upstairs yeah. out of the freezer so that it can thaw out and be good. I made, I don't know what, I just made uh, a pulled beef. I, I don't even know, just Italian beef with a, with a roast and a bunch of pleasing seasoning, a diced-up onion, and a little bit of uh, of soup stock. Let that sit in the uh, uh, crock pot for eight hours. And my a friend of mine said, "You didn't brown the meat or anything. You didn't put it in the 
and a fry pan and, and, you know, saute the edges or any of that? Nope. The recipe didn't call for that. I normally would do that, yep, but in this case, the uh, chuck roast was still not frozen all the way frozen, but still really frozen, really hard. And you can't do that in a fry pan. No. Just put it in the crock pot, and it was delish. Yeah, we did. Just delish. We did uh, carnitas, kind of the same. Oh, yeah. I did two different pork butts. One one we did a a carnita style where when it was all said and done, pulled it, then I got a big black stone. Threw it on there, fried oh, up, yeah. fried up the tips or whatever. And, yep, yep. And we did that. But another one that I did was a Korean style pork butt. Oh. So after you know after that was done, um, I, I marinated overnight in, in a Korean barbecue sauce. I just found whatever, saw sesame oil, and threw that all in the bag. Smoked it, pulled it, and then when I was done pulling it, then another layer of barbecue sauce at a Korean barbecue sauce. Oh. And then, you know, you got to get the lettuce or whatever, a little bit of rice and sure. shove that in there. Oh, yep. Very good. Oh, man, it sounds delicious. So, How, are your kids beyond the be afraid of whatever daddy's making? <laughs> uh, surprisingly, they, they really I, I try to stay away from hot stuff because they don't like the hot stuff. All right, so they don't like um, spicy. I get it. But they don't eat. A lot of the food. Anything? Yeah, pretty much anything. I, they don't like the, the normals. I don't like mushrooms, and I don't like this, and I don't like that. But it's like, you know, try it. At least try yeah, it. Okay. Well, and I get it. You know, I, I was the same way, weirdly. And and I really thought that as an adult, I think this is really weird. As a kid, I don't like tomatoes. A slice of tomato on my burger? No. I No, thank you. I don't want a tomato. I don't want tomato salad. I don't want tomato in my salad. I don't want tomato. I would rather have ketchup, pizza sauce, tomato soup, <laughs> any kind of tomato thing except a slice of tomato. Didn't like that. How, explain that to me. I can't explain. My, I, mind, my just drive will, my mom crazy. My son will eat tomatoes like apples. Really? But my daughter will not touch anything that's red sauce. No condiments. Really? No red? No condiments at that's all. That's funny. I got a friend whose son is no white. Yeah. No, that's ranch. No, it's not. It's I mean, mayonnaise. She, she likes spaghetti and pizza, but uh, no condiments. Really? None. Wow, yeah. How can you eat that? You want a hot dog? Yeah. On a bun? Yeah. Want anything on it? No. No. Just a plain hot dog Yes. on a bun, no ketchup, no mustard, no chili, no cheese, no nothing. A dog and a bun and nothing. She loves chili. Oh, your daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I got this friend who doesn't like it. He's weird. Uh, but you know that my sister has uh, two sons. One, well, they're both old now, but her youngest son, when she was a single mom, her uh, she had clients for her business that were restaurateurs. And a five-diamond restaurateur who obviously made really, really good food. She would stop at one of his restaurants on the way home and buy whatever for two, bring it home, and the kid would eat it because kid knew this was it or nothing. Yeah. And he grew up eating lobster bisque and tourmaline and all kinds of really delicious, really not, not necessarily expensive, uh, but high-end foods. And it became a problem later when he started to grow up and get a bigger stomach and a bigger appetite and say, you know, Mom, hmm. this little bowl of of uh, whatever it was, lobster bisque, this ain't cutting it. We need a big bowl. Wow. So her, 
her food bill went from you know a few bucks a mm-hmm. week to a bunch of bucks a week because her son was now now grew up eating high never mind a burger uh, McDonald's yeah. burger no he wants a big fat hoity toity burger with all the stuff on it uh, so you got to be careful what you uh, remember you when I was talking on. about packs of four and packs oh of, sure so last night we had ribeyes and they come in single packs sure um, so she bought three of them there's four of us sure I got and I used our, our um, I didn't have any of the beef rub at home I don't know why I didn't have any at home but I had the the sweet chicken and pork rub oh. and I put that on there and they I got half of my ribeye <laughs> they ate so the rest my wife got hers the kids ate the rest my, my daughter ate probably one by herself yeah yeah you had a couple of bites I had a couple of bites it was oh, really nice. good yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. At least that's what you were told by everybody who ate yours. I get that. Chicken cordon bleu. Is there any more? Well, yeah. Okay, can I have it? Well, yeah. What'd you have for dinner? Nothing. Well, I had a bite of chicken cordon bleu while I was delivering it to the bottomless pit who was sitting out at the dinner table wanting more. A little business. We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooking right here on Wizard. You end up with a pepper that's so hot nobody can eat it. You end up putting that in a recipe that includes a lot of cream cheese. Somebody. So, yeah. Somebody who, yeah, yes. Somebody who you don't want to talk to for a little while. Let him watch, eat this, and then go back to his camper and sit for a little while while his head explodes. Yeah, that was amazing. Like I said, half of the jalapenos were, were fine. And bite right into them, and they taste great. And the other half? The other half, not so much. Uh-huh. That's crazy. How that works. Yeah, I don't know. Working on anything new? <laughs> I don't know. How, we, unless you've got a really fast recipe, we're oh, out of here. Working on working. That's all. Hey, well, and how often do you, is there a time frame once a month, or how often do you think it's time to bring out a new season? We get a lot of requests. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you're busy requests. making the usual, the yeah. regular, that everybody loves this season. I think it's going to be a while until I get yeah. bored. Well, and it may, do you get those special requests from people and you end up saying, boy, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't do that. We don't do have it. I'll think about it. That's how that beef and more I, come around. Yeah. A lot of people like that Montreal steak season. Oh, yeah. So the beef and more is loosely based on that. It's got a whole lot less sodium, um, a little bit more flavor, I think, but it's oh, very loosely based on and what's, it. What's it called? Uh, beef and more. Oh, the beef and yeah. more. Oh, I got to check that out because yeah. I do love that Montreal steak. Yeah. Uh, That's like what it. was in the, both the pasta and the... Oh, man. Yeah, that pasta salad was delish. Really, really good. So you're not working on anything new. You got no, no new news to break. Live on Cooley Region Cooks, the latest from the Borman Secret Ingredient Kitchen. Nothing. Cricket, cricket. 70 years next year. Really? 2022 is our 70th year. No kidding. God. That's a long time. Yeah. 70 years. And your dad, or your grandpa, invented that, what, in his garage, or did he actually do it in the kitchen? In his kitchen and in his mom's basement. And yeah, all over the place. Yeah. Gave it to his Good teacher, friend. fellow Who'd've teacher thunk? friends. and yeah. Who'd have thunk? Nobody would have. Hey, will you come back and do this again some Thursday? Absolutely. All right, good Absolutely. Deal. As soon as I get a calendar for next year, I'll call you and we'll talk about 70 years. Perfect. It's 11 o'clock. WIZM.